Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is MC Lobsher on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Thank you so much again for spending your most valuable resource, your time with me on the show. Lots of stuff happening in our community. I recently rolled out the Cashflow Core Builder Program. It was a four-week program, which the first group of members have already been put through. Uh, we've seen a lot of fantastic developments and things that people have been accomplished. The first week of the program, we worked on the asset, which is the investor. So we looked at how investors can become more self-aware, how they can develop uh, a new paradigm to see exactly what's going on in the world today, and then also take inventory of themselves and their personal business and investment economy to figure out where they're building from, and then design the dream life that they want to figure out where they want to build towards. In week two, we showed them exactly how to create a personalized and customized strategy to get them to the goals and targets, which they set in, in week one. In week three, we covered vehicles and tactics, which they can implement within this personalized and customized strategy. And in week four, we showed them how to incorporate a cryptocurrency investment strategy in the environment that we're currently in to help them gain massive growth in this area that is poised to explode and they could continue to provide a ton of innovation. And throughout this course, we showed them how they can be on the right side of the greatest wealth transfer in human history during the fourth industrial revolution, during the Great Reset, and during a period in time which I think we'll look back and refer to as the greatest depression of the 2020s. You can check that out if you're interested in participating in that program at cashflowninja.com forward slash Core and all of our other shows, there's over 700 plus shows between the two shows, Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Investing Secrets at CashflowNinja.com, CashflowNinja.com. I'm joined today by a friend uh, that has done a lot of amazing things, and I'm very, very excited to talk to him about his new book, Fred Moskovich. He's been on the show before sharing everything about notes. Uh, check out Fred's previous episode that he did on the show at CashflowNinja.com. But Fred, my friend, congratulations on the book and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, MC. Thank you so much. So happy to be here today on your show. And let me start by saying, MC, congratulations to you. 700 episodes on your podcast. That is awesome. It's been, it's been a journey. <laughs> How much collective knowledge and expertise is packed into those 700 episodes. That is amazing. I, I wish you every continued success with, with your show. This is fantastic run for you. No, awesome. And I, and I want to congratulate you. So Fred, for folks that are not familiar, or part, he's part of our group here in Pennsylvania Fred always provides a ton of value in every conversation, in every opportunity that we get to hang out with Fred. He provide, just provides a ton of value, likes to share his journey, and he's accomplished so much. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about his book today, The Little Green Book of Note Investing, a practical guide for getting started with investing in mortgage notes 
and you could get that on Amazon. So if you ever wanted to learn about notes and the note industry, that is a phenomenal book to check out. And by the way, I have to say, as an investor, if you want to really understand real estate and get the full picture of real estate, you have to understand both the equity and the debt side. It's going to make you a better investor. So even if you're not planning on investing in notes, but you want to really skill up and increase your knowledge around real estate, it's very, very powerful to understand the other side of that. Now, that being said, Fred, let's talk a little bit about the state of union of the note industries before, or the note industry as a, a general, before we dive into what you're covering in your book. What are you seeing out there? And what is, the, what is the state of the union when it comes to mortgage notes? The world of mortgage notes is, uh, is going through some very interesting times right now. Uh, we have a number of different forces at work that are happening, and they're very dynamic, all of them, right? On one hand, we are seeing, and, and I, I feel this is common across just about every asset class, we're seeing so much capital coming in, capital that's seeking a home, seeking higher yields, higher returns, right? And, and as we all know, money always flows to where it's treated best, right? And so we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing individual investors taking money out of traditional stock market investments and turning to alternative investments of, of all kinds, whether it's investing in real estate deals, real estate syndications, or note investing, or crypto, cryptocurrency. There's so many options out there, but we're seeing a lot of capital flooding into the market, and it, it is inflating asset prices all across the board. And I'm sure that you and, and listeners of this program are, are experiencing that. Real estate markets are on fire all across the country, right? It's clearly a seller's market right now. And as a result, that's uh, hyping up or driving up the demand for mortgages and finance and lending, right? L interest rates are at all-time lows. The question is always, can they go lower? Is that possible? Can they go negative, right? But there's so much, so much activity. And, and I'll get into more of this later on in our conversation, but the low interest rate environment is having quite a significant impact for those of us that are investing in, in mortgages as investors. Now, on the other side of, of the um, coin, we have uh, all of the uncertainty that has come about as a result of the pandemic and governments stepping in, stepping in to regulate, to uh, encourage uh, lenders to work with borrowers that maybe have fallen behind. There's moratoriums in place. There's all of these different forces at work and it's all local. Every, every state municipality, they have different, different things in every single jurisdiction. So it's not a one size fits all by any means, but there's a lot of different dynamics out there. And for 
those of us as investors, it's very important to be paying attention and focus on what's happening and be prepared to be nimble and adapt to these changes that are coming because the changes are not going to stop. The only thing that's certain is there's always going to be changes, more and more of them on an ongoing basis. Yeah, a great point. And, you know, that's one of the things that I'd look at too. And the changes are happening continuously. They're not going to stop. And some of them will come at you really quickly and you might even be blindsided by them, right? So you have to continually monitor the environment. There's no set and forget investment strategy that's going to serve you as an investor in this uh, type of environment. And, um, you know, I've also shared that you have to be aware of where you are in the market cycle. As you mentioned, massive seller's market right now in real estate, not a lot of inventory, massive demand. So supply and demand's out of whack. <laughs> a lot of people moving from one place to another, driving up prices in certain areas significantly and obviously having a massive correction in certain specific markets where people are, are leaving and, and almost fleeing at the rate of what they're leaving. Um, what are some of the things that you can share with investors listening to, in, to be cognizant and aware of where they are in market cycles and how that can serve them? The best way to look at that is always have a long-term outlook, a long-term approach. Do not ever take an investment approach where it's short term, where you're in and you're out. You may be successful with that, but uh, long term, it's crucial to uh, study, study the, the past history, study the, the duration of previous market cycles. And this applies to any asset class. And, and like you said, understand where you are in the cycle, because as an investor, you can do well at every point in the cycle. It's just that you, you want to make sure you, you realize where you are and you adapt your strategies accordingly. Uh, I couldn't, I can't agree with you more on that. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a time where <laughs> you, you have to, you know, one of the things that I will always said is what the majority of folks are told just to keep doing what they're doing. Yes. We all have the macro investing is, is a big thing that we cover here, but you have to be aware, especially folks getting started right now. And I know when you start out as an investor, you're very eager, you're very excited, be aware right now, get guidance from mentors and folks that have been through cycles that can guide you because there's still plenty of opportunities, but you're going to have to be very cautious. All of the pros uh, are cautious right now. All of the folks that have been investing for 20, 30, 40 years are looking at this and looking at many different types of areas and, and so forth before they're acting on something, right? Yeah, absolutely. They are uh, looking very carefully, very carefully. Uh, they are doing some things like changing their percentage allocations in different asset classes. Maybe they're taking some profits off the table and holding it uh, holding, keeping some powder dry, ready for for uh, another opportunity that may be coming. Right now, I'm certainly not uh, saying it's a good idea to 
sell everything and go into a hundred percent cash position. But if you see that over the long term that you've done well with a, a particular asset, maybe it's a property you own or an investment you're in, it may make sense to take some of your profits off the table and seek to redeploy that elsewhere. And this helps with your diversification, balancing out your portfolio. Maybe you've increase your skills and knowledge in a new area and you want to redeploy some capital into that, uh, it's a great time to, to look at things, make some strategic decisions. And like you said, MC, the mentors, learn from them, watch what they're doing, model, model yourself after successful people, right? Whatever industry you're in, look to the successful people and they can be your mentors, right? Whether it's formal or or informal, informally, you can learn what they do. I, I love a a phrase that you personally love to use a lot. It's that success leaves clues, and that's so true. If you look, study successful people, learn what they're doing, watch what they're doing, and see how you can adapt that those ideas and concepts and strategies and tactics, incorporate them into what you do. And that helps you grow, develop, and be successful. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and to your point, that is what very successful investors have been doing and are doing right now. Just exactly what you said. They take a look at their overall portfolio. They look at something that might've served them in the past that might not serve them in the future. So they get rid of some of the, the lesser performing assets that they have to free up capital to be deployed later into something which they can diversify, right? So within real estate, there's a ton of niches. Um, there are some niches that have a, will, will have a level of risk and even a higher level as, uh, of risk for an investor moving forward, especially if it's dependent on a rent check coming in. You know, I'm thinking about single family buy and hold. Obviously, there's going to be increased level of risk there. But there are other properties that um, I'm thinking short-term luxury rentals or short-term rentals. There is a massive demand for that right now. Um, And there are business models that you can copy and use within that space um, right now because we've changed how we travel. (laughs) Most people can't go to certain places in the world, so they travel um, locally and short-term rentals um, and short-term rental investors have benefited from that, right? So maybe then you could free up capital on the one area and locate or uh, relocate it to another one. A couple of things, you know, that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there's so much, so much to do. And as investors, I feel it's so important to always, always be learning, surround yourself with, with smart people, people that may be doing different, uh, have different expertise than you and you can learn from them. You'll pick up strategies and and ideas. And if nothing else, you may learn a new way to look at a problem that you have, see it through, through a different set of eyes and, and come up with an innovative solution. Absolutely. Let's dive into your book here. uh, Yeah. Talk a little bit uh, about your book. Uh, which is available on Amazon, The Little Green Book of Node Investing, a practical guide for getting started, 
with investing in mortgage notes. Um, what are you sharing in, in the book and, and what's the book about? The book is all about note investing. And a lot of people don't realize this, but there's a secondary, there's an entire secondary marketplace where notes and mortgages are bought and sold every single day. And these are accessible to individual investors. It's not just for uh, the large banks and lending institutions. This is also available to individual investors, whether you might be someone that holds uh, one or two notes, maybe you even own it in your retirement account, your self-directed IRA, uh, or if you're active in the business, you may have a portfolio of notes, 10 or 20 notes or 100 notes, right? Or um, you may invest in a note fund. There's, there's a lot of different ways to, to be involved uh, in this asset class. But let, let me start by saying, what is note investing, right? Lots of people invest in real estate. They know about that, investing in single-family houses, in commercial property, multifamily buildings, even vacation property, those short-term rentals you were just mentioning. But let's talk about investing in the paper. And what I mean by the paper is it's the notes and mortgages which are associated with all of those properties, because this is a really interesting part of the real estate business. And a lot of real estate investors, they don't pay any attention to it. And what I mean is that when they think of a note and mortgage, they think of being the borrower, but not as being the lender. But when, when you get involved in note investing, it allows you to step across the aisle and become the bank. And you become the one receiving the monthly payments instead of the one making them. And that's what note investing is it's all about. Uh, I feel that node investing is a great way to increase the predictability of your cash flow in your investment portfolio, right? And it's good to have a mix of, of assets that are appreciating and other assets that give predictable cash flow and income and have a blend, right? That's going to give you more of a well-rounded portfolio. Yeah, that's a great, great point too. I talk about being your own bank constantly. You know, you have to think like a bank. You have to act like a bank and be the bank. This is another vehicle of how you can be the bank, right? You can be the bank in many different ways. You're literally the bank here. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're the you person are. providing uh, the mortgage. So you're investing in a mortgage note, which you then buy and take over. And you are now the beneficiary of those monthly mortgage payments. So you're buying essentially a cash flow stream with a lot of uh, flexibility tied to it too, right, Fred? There's a lot of flexibility with mortgage notes because I can already see people start thinking, yeah, this is great. I don't get the calls about clogged toilets and lights that are broken and, <laughs> and so forth. I just, you just have, uh, um, have the paper, what happens in the event that someone doesn't pay or is late on payments. There's a lot of creative restructuring, right? And that's kind of where non-performing and performing notes come in. Yes, that, that's correct. And I, I really love the, the concept, the point you brought up it is uh, the whole idea. Uh, and 
this will resonate with anyone that's a real estate investor that owns rental properties, right? You, when you become a node investor, you are dealing with, uh, you're transitioning from dealing with the tenant mindset where if anything breaks in the property, you call the landlord, they call the property owner, right? If there's an issue, they call the property owner. Now, when you are the lender, if um, now you become where you're dealing with the owner mindset and the owner of a property maintains the property, the owner of the property keeps insurance on the property. The owner of the property has a pride of ownership, which they exhibit on an ongoing basis. If the water heater blows out in the middle of the night, they take care of getting that addressed and, and, and repaired. So essentially when, when you're the lender, you own an asset, which is a note and mortgage. It's backed by collateral by the property and you have the best property manager you could ever have. It's the owner of the property. Imagine that. So that's really uh, some of the dynamics about stepping into the shoes of the lender. And one thing that I really like about note investing is that you can really scale this because of the different vendors and uh, support services that are available to in the note investing industry. For instance, like uh, a note servicer, which handles a lot of the day-to-day uh, activities around the note. And I can talk more about that in a little bit, but you can scale, right? You can buy, think about this MC. Uh, if you own rental properties, let's say you own a portfolio of rental properties, you start out with one or two. Let's say you use uh, the strategy add one year and do that for 10 years. I mean, that's a great strategy to build wealth, by the way, for someone starting out. Well, after you build up that portfolio, you may say, hey, I have 10 properties or 15 properties. It's a lot to manage, a lot of work. And it really is. Well, what would it, think about this, what would it be like if you scaled that to the next level and you went to 50 properties or 100 properties, right? Yeah, you can do it. There's guys that, that do it and do it well but it's going to severely impact the quality of life that you have. It really is. But with node investing, you can scale on a very large scale, scale to hundreds of notes, even thousands of notes. And the, the larger uh, lenders, some of the note funds out there, they do this seamlessly and you can ramp up or down uh, according to market conditions as well, which is fantastic. Yeah. No, that a lot of great points there because, again, you have to start with the end in mind, right? That that vision that you have for your life, the the mission, and then your why, and then figure out just goals and targets that you that that you want to accomplish. And yes, if you want a large portfolio of properties because you want X amount of cash flow coming in to get you to financial independence or financial freedom, yeah, that's one thing. But it might diminish the lifestyle that you had in mind in the first place because. What you don't want to do is create a prison for yourself, which a lot of folks, I, and I've, I've done it personally. Buying yourself a job. Exactly. You, so 
So, so you leave your, uh, your, you leave your employment, you're an entrepreneur, you're a real estate entrepreneur, you built this business. And then all of a sudden you're like, what did I just do? <laughs> I created yeah. my, another prison. I just escaped from one and I'm very excited. And, you know, but now I'm in one again, this gives you an opportunity to build systems and processes um, and utilize third parties, leverage again, the resources of other folks there's many ways of how to do that in a mutually beneficial way to then cr- create this dream life of yourself. And you can really scale notes, right? You know, when you just said 15 properties is a lot to manage. And I was just thinking in my head, like, oh my word, that's a lot. Um, if you, if you, if you do it yourself, but 15 notes, completely different, uh, completely different ball game. You want to talk a little bit about risk management strategies too, especially in the environment that we're in. I think you covered that in your book as well. Yeah, absolutely. Risk management is an important part of node investing because there's a lot of risks out there, a lot of them. And that's okay, provided that you you understand what are the risks and you're proactive about managing them, monitoring, monitoring the risks. Now, I'm going to talk about a couple things, and um, they're going to sound familiar to anyone that has properties that has mortgages and and uh, is paying on mortgages, right? So when you own a note, you have a lien position, a security interest in the property, right? The property is the collateral backing your note. And there are uh, threats to the position of the security. They can be senior liens, they can be taxes. If taxes don't get paid and you're in a state where uh, the laws are such that if the property goes to tax sale, all, all mortgages and liens are extinguished at sale. So that could wipe out your, your position. If the taxes don't get paid and the lender's not paying attention, they could get wiped out at sale. That's not good right? Same thing with senior lien. If you own a a junior lien note, you're in second position or third position and the senior, the first position note forecloses, they will wipe out and extinguish all of the junior liens. That's that's what happens. That's part of, of title law. And so what you must do, what is important is to monitor. You monitor you monitor the taxes, the status of taxes. You monitor the status of senior liens. You monitor the status of homeowners association dues if that is uh, relevant to the property. And this is done on an ongoing basis. This is why most lenders require that taxes and insurance are escrowed. They collect it up front and then the lender pays it on behalf of the homeowner. And that way they ensure that the taxes are always paid. There's always a valid insurance policy protecting the property, protecting the collateral. And if you've ever been involved with an insurance claim on a loss on a property, you'll notice that the uh, insurance company, when they write out the check for a loss, it's made out to the lender and homeowner right on the check. So that way, both parties have to get involved to, uh, to endorse that check. So you see how there's all of these different 
processes in place that protect the lender. So when you're a note investor, you're buying a note that exists already, you are entitled to all of those rights and protections that have been afforded to the lender. And uh, being knowledgeable, being aware of that is how you manage that risk. Now, for some investors, I speak with investors all the time, right? Some investors, they love the idea of node investing. They love the asset class, but they don't want to get involved in the business. They don't want to be monitoring all of these, uh, these risks and threats. So for someone like that, a better option is to invest in a note fund where you have a professional professional team managing the assets and they take care of all of that uh, on behalf of the investors. And from the investor's perspective, they're exposed in the asset class. They're benefiting from the upside and they're benefiting from the expertise, the experience of the fund managers to manage all those risks for them. And so that's a another way to manage risk, right? It's to think about the idea of, do I want to be active as a note buyer, note investor, or do I want to be more passive and invest in a note fund and uh, participate that way? There's no right or wrong answer. It's a very personal, uh, personal decision. And so uh, a lot of what I talk about in the book is exploring that and asking yourself those questions so that you can see what's right for you in your individual situation. Very, very powerful. Yeah, because again, it's going to be different for everyone. So um, the flexibility with notes, just a, a comment on, you mentioned uh, the moratoriums on evictions and the, the foreclosures too, right? Yeah. How this will play out, no, nobody knows. We're all guessing at this point, um, but there's a massive problem <laughs> that needs to be solved somehow. If you're a note investor, you have, because you're the bank essentially at that stage. If you're just a real estate investor and you have a mortgage with a bank and a, and a tenant not paying, well, now you are in, you're stuck in between a rock and a hard place, <laughs> right? You're, you are. Now, now you're being tested because you're still need, you still need to pay a mortgage. Um, you have a tenant in with you that's not paying. So you're getting squeezed and there might be a situation where the bank would foreclose on you. However, if you are the bank, the note investor, you have a lot of flexibility of restructuring those uh, notes with uh, the homeowner, right? Yes, absolutely. You do. You have every right to restructure and, um, and offer flexibility. And, I'm seeing this across the board. I think that most banks and lending institutions learned uh, from the last downturn in 2009, 2008, during that time. Uh, they've learned that it's better to offer flexibility and work with, with borrowers, right? And because the end result in the long term is going to be better for everyone. And so th this is... This still holds true. Uh, um, offering flexibility and coming up with a plan is always going to be the best option. If you're a borrower, if you're that landlord in that hard place where your tenants fallen behind and you're getting behind on payments, talk to the lender, communicate, communicate right away. There's so many options. Each lender has their own programs and offerings and different things, but it's on you to reach out 
contact them and learn about what options are available, learn about uh, what local government, state, and local programs there are to help uh, tide things over. And there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of stimulus money being put out, uh, allocated to each state to to uh, distribute through their own programs. So you want to learn about that, learn about how that works and uh, utilize that to offer flexibility because um, no lender wants to take back a property. That's always the least profitable outcome. It it really is. So working out a a mutual solution is uh, always the best policy. And whether you're, a note holder with one note, or you you have a large portfolio. Th- this this all holds true. All holds true. So flexibility is is key. Being being flexible, being adaptable. It's great to see that our economy is starting to bounce back quickly, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see businesses opening back up, jobs coming back. I think there's a lot of pent up uh, demand for uh, goods and services, especially so many people have been pent up in their homes for a whole year and uh, things are going to come back powerfully travel, uh, hospitality, restaurants, all, all of these areas. Uh, So it's going to be some interesting times. So if you can put time, the element of time on your side into everything you do, you're going to have some some favorable outcomes. Absolutely. Fred, this has been a blast, my friend, and congratulations on the book. Where can folks learn more about you? Where can they follow you and reach out to you for more information? And I already mentioned the book is on Amazon available, The Little Green Book yes. of Note Investing, A Practical Guide for Getting Started with Investing in Mortgage Notes by Fred Moskowitz, our very own. Uh, Fred, where can folks follow you and get in touch with you? Thank you. There's a, a couple ways. I um, I love connecting with other investors. Uh, I I really do. And networking, building relationships. I'm all about uh, building relationships. And I invite anyone to reach out, connect with me. If you have any questions about node investing, I love getting into those conversations. You can connect with me on my website, which is fredmoskowitz.com or for an easier spelling, you can visit giftfromfred.com. And for anyone that uh, visits that website, you can sign up to receive a special report that I can send out, a special report about node investing. Now, another way to connect with me is if you prefer to use your mobile device, you can text the word note, N-O-T-E, to the number 47177, and then follow the prompts. Uh, Again, that's texting the word note to 47177, and then follow the prompts. I look forward to connecting with you. I'm sad that our time here is, is really short, but uh, when you connect with me uh, and reach out to me, we can spend a lot more time. And I love building relationships. That is a huge part of what all of us uh, focus on as investors. MC, thank you so much. I've had so much fun. 
coming back on your program. And, and uh, we always have such great conversations. And uh, again, congratulations to you on the success of your show. Seven, over 700 episodes in the books. That is fantastic, MC. I wish you every continued success. Thank you. And thank you so much again for coming on the show, Fred. And congratulations on the book. And thank you for spending your most valuable resource, your time with me again on the show. Uh, everything's at cashflowninja.com. And as I mentioned, our program is up and running, the Cashflow Core Builder. I shared in there too uh, a lesson, everything that I've learned about the family office space over the past two decades and how you could structure your very own. Members have reached out to me and said that was the best time <laughs> they've ever spent. And they really found it very impactful. You could check that out at cashflowninja.com forward slash core. Until next time, live infinitely. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.